Welcome to the Commonweal Theatre Podcast. I'm Tim Seiler. Joining me, as always, is Josiah Labenstein. And today we're interviewing Grace Cummings, one of our apprentices for 2022. Grace is playing the young Hollywood hopeful Libby in Neil Simon's I Ought to Be in Pictures, which we affectionately call Pictures. She shares her first impressions of Lanesboro, what attracted her about the Commonweal apprenticeship, and how she believes that no matter how old you are, everyone is coming of age. Stay tuned. Podcasting without the podcast going. You no, I already see how clicked record. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned good that way. <laughs> I should have clicked Sneaky. it earlier because we were having we were having a great conversation about like messing up on stage. But yeah, no, I clicked it. We've been recording for about a minute. So. <laughs> Sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, I don't think. Yeah, but we've already. It's already. The ice has been broken. Yeah, I know, so, right? It's easy. <laughs> I think every podcast does that probably. Yeah, that's just a good way. Really. Because fine, then I was like, all right, now I got to get on. But now you're already on. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm on. So it's been fun Switched this on. whole time. Yeah. Josiah and I are having a great time. Sorry, <laughs> no, it was fine. I was just noticing that Josiah and I again have like worn the same ensemble. Yes. A gray sweater with a red or orange beanie. It's the beanie. It's uh, so it looks I was, similar. It does. I, it's. Uh, I'm actually. Very excited for the weather to get warmer, but I'm realizing that like I'm gonna have to pay attention to your hair up here, you know, because that's you were just talking about filming the podcast, mm-hmm. and I don't want to look good. I don't want to like put the effort into like looking film ready on a podcast. Which feels uh. oh my gosh. Okay, well for the listeners who've been listening for the past two minutes, uh, we're here with <clears throat> we're here with Grace Cummings. Uh, she is. The star of I Ought to Be in Pictures God. here at the Commonwealth Theater, <laughs> Libby. Sure. Yeah, she's one of our apprentices this year, and we're very excited to have her here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. My and, credentials. <clears throat> yeah, how long have you been been in town? In town, literally a week, yesterday. Wow. Yeah. And literally now you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's podcast. Right. Literally, I'm here two days, and Tam goes, you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and the fact that you're here says a lot about you. I, great. I, I am so excited. I love podcasts. Like, I've really never been the type to, like, to be into them. But recently I found, like, a, um, oh, God, I'm telling a lot about myself. I love true crime. Okay. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay. I'm one of those white women. Um, <laughs> and, and so I follow this, this woman who does a YouTube channel. She does, like, makeup. And she does, like, true crime as she's, like, doing her makeup. Oh she's super gosh. funny. Oh, my gosh. Name is Bailey Sarian. Highly recommend her. But she also does a dark history podcast, which is, we just Ooh. talked about drunk history. It's very much the same thing, but she's not drunk. Um, <laughs> but she's just, like, this gorgeous, like, tatted up woman who just has the sass level of, like, Medea, and I love her. <laughs> anyway, so I love podcasts because of her. So oh, this is fun for me. I feel like Bailey Sarian right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. That's, like, a great recommendation. Oh, yeah. I love that. Highly That's recommend. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so you've been here for like a week, <laughs> and and you just started rehearsals for uh, for Adobe and Pictures. Yeah, how's it going? How's, how's it starting? What are you? What are oh your God. thoughts about the Commonweal in general? Like you, 
I just, I just want to get your first impression. What a loaded question. I know. Let's start off uh, with a banger. Oh, that is, that is a loaded question. I don't mean it to be loaded. I just mean, like, what's Lanesboro, how's Lanesboro treating you? Let's start with Lanesboro. Oh, okay. So Lanesboro, I think, is super cute. You know, it's it's a, it's a bed and breakfast town, and I went to college in a one-hit wonder town, Natchitoches, Louisiana. It's most Natchitoches. known. Natchitoches. Um, it's, you know, it's most known for Steel Magnolias, and, um, actually played Shelby at, like, the 25th anniversary party, you know, it was pretty awesome, that was pretty cool, um, I had to, like, wear a wedding dress, and it was, like, my wedding reception, I was like, oh, this is super macabre, but they're fun, (laughs) (laughs) like, cans of Aquanet, like, everywhere, because that's a big thing, um, anyway, so, like, I'm used to small towns, and so, coming from, like, one small town to another small town is kind of, like, comfortable in a way and I was also raised in a super small town like (laughs) I never realized how small my town was until I was showing a friend like the main road of the town I was like there's my doctor's office oh that's my pharmacy oh that's our grocery store all right (laughs) Um, it's a little embarrassing um so it's been super cute and uh I've enjoyed uh getting to see like the smaller places and I have a goal like on my days off for like from now until I guess I get bored of it to like go like a new place every time I can um, just to kind of explore because it's super fun. But. I know. There are so, there's so many gems in this area and for me it's like I get to go to, I go to Rochester yeah. or whatever that one time a week but yeah. then there's like there's places in Harmony to check out yeah. or you know any, anywhere else mm-hmm. or uh, and I just need to do it. I need to prioritize that. I would be remiss if I didn't recommend the Owl Center in the Houston. Owls. It's an international owl center. <laughs> what? Yeah. I have I no idea. Uh, my mother-in-law, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast, would, uh, she loves it. She came out, we came out and went with her, and it's, it's crazy. So in it's my brain, fun. what I have right now is like the owlery in Harry Potter. Like, is it Yeah, that? it's basically like <laughs> Going. Tim, we're going. All right. Uh, let's, let's do it. I do want to play a little game with Tim, and maybe Tim already knows this, but you, where, the town you're from, can okay. you say it, how it's pronounced? How, how it's supposed to be pronounced? Like, yeah. like the, my college town, like where I'm from, from Oh, your you, uh, college town. Natchitoches. Can you spell Natchitoches? <laughs> um, Just based off of the sound. I, I well, I've seen it, I've seen it printed. Oh, okay. But I, Maybe you but I feel like it's N-A-G... N A C O. No. Okay. I'll give you a buzzer. N A C I. No. N A C E. You're not. N A C H. Is there a C H? Oh, I'm not gonna get this. I I said it phonetically earlier. Natchitoches. But then isn't there is there's an. Nacogdoches. There's a, yeah, there's a Nacogdoches. That Texas? is in Texas. Okay, yeah. that's what I was There's also a Natchez, Mississippi, and they're all like in a line oh of gosh. each other. Yeah. Oh. Can you spell it for us? Yeah, so it's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S. <laughs> yeah, I would have gotten that word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sorry, I'm, I, I'm sorry to throw you under the bus. No, it's okay, because this is preparation. There's a spelling bee at Sylvan Brewery that's right. this weekend, Friday. and I'm going. It doesn't matter to you podcast listeners. Probably. That sounds awesome. But uh, and earlier this year, I was the word pronouncer for the <laughs> elementary school <laughs> spelling bee, which uh, Kieran and uh, Sawyer 
who are friends of the Commonweal uh, youngins, yeah. uh, they they placed first and second, yeah, and then went cool. on to the next round in Rochester. Yeah, um, oh, that's pretty cool. So that's it was an exciting, cool. yeah, Commonweal spelling connection. <laughs> Anytime someone wants a spelling bee, I just like want to throw words at them. I'm like, yeah. prove it. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm actually from Washita Parish, um, which that one's a Washita. fun one. Washita, yeah, try and spell that one. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, you don't even want to. It's O U C H I T A. O U, oh man, yeah. I was like W A S. Absolutely not, yeah. It's so weird. Louisiana is a weird place. <laughs> it's not, you know, That's yeah, it's amazing. not just Massachusetts that with the. <laughs> no. Strange names. No, That's crazy. Wash it all. And then the parishes always throw people off because, like, going to counties is weird for me. Like, it feels abnormal. Like, there's something wrong. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's parishes. That's yeah. crazy. It feels very like religious. Like the parish, like a. Oh yeah, never parish? thought of it. I'm making that connection. I don't know if it is. But... Um. Well, I mean, there's also, there's lots of French history yeah. in Louisiana, and so like I know like their parishes because of that. Like in my fifth grade Louisiana history class, um, <laughs> that is what I retained, and that's about it. <laughs> so that's that's all I think it is. And then I think Louisiana just wanted to be different. Yeah. And then never can transfer to that counties. That makes sense. <laughs> so so being from Louisiana, coming up here, is this like big shock in terms of like weather and culture or is it like no big deal you're like i can handle anything <laughs> i don't know about that one um so i spent two summers in the north um okay. i worked at interlocking center for the arch which is in which is in like way north michigan okay. and um then i spent last summer at canterbury summer theater um in michigan city india indiana india <laughs> oh no um so i've kind of like been in this section of the country before okay. which has been kind of funny because like I, I don't know no offense i never really thought of this area as a pool um right right I've always been <laughs> why <interested>. would you <laughs> minneapolis like i've heard it's been like a good theater town so that's kind of yes. always been on my bucket list to go see or like explore so it's kind of like worked out perfect um I think the biggest thing right now is the cold is fine. It's not as bad of a transition because the humidity is way different. See, when it's cold oh, yeah, in Louisiana, yeah. we, we run at like 80% humidity 90% of the time. Like, yeah. it is constantly you're swimming. In the summer, it's miserable. Um, and so when it gets cold there, like, it may be 40 degrees, but it feels so cold and just, like, lingers because it's so wet everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so up here, it's way drier. And so, like, getting used to that, like, my hands, my poor hands. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're struggling. Yeah, you got lotion. Yeah, yeah. It's it snowed this morning, and I was like, yes. Ugh. but then I remembered uh, Katie Glynn, who's a uh, Jeremy Van Meter's wife, mm -hmm. uh, who's Jeremy's and I had to be in pictures. He's a yes. company member. <laughs> uh, but Katie was always like, I love when it snows. Mm -hmm. One, because she just loves the snow. But then it's a it's a sign that like it's not so freezing mm -hmm. you know like it has right. to be a little bit warmer mm -hmm. <laughs> i was like oh okay there's the flip side like yeah it's <laughs> uh so we'll see i know we're not out of the woods yet it's the beginning of march mm -hmm. and it could be we could see snow in april we um it probably won't last but yeah we'll yeah. see we'll see yeah but i remember the rachel and i went to grad school in south carolina and yeah. that Humidity can be a real killer yeah. but in both the heat and the cold. Yeah, yeah. You don't think about the cold so much. Yeah, you just get out of the shower and you just stay wet. <laughs> you just never get dry. Yeah, hair never dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is this your first 
so what the, this apprenticeship for you is going to be like what 13 months or yeah. something like that That's, like well yeah. over a year yeah i think my uh contract like final possible exit date is like april 7th 2023 the year is what caught me i was like <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is that <laughs> so that is a totally unique thing yeah. for a lot of theater companies yeah. just period because a lot of it's like just contract by contract mm-hmm. um and so this is like i presume your first long-term yeah. contract right yeah yeah, of I, this sort of any kind, really. Pretty much, yeah. Like, especially, I mean, I know that year-long contracts are super, super rare. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for the most part, people, like, shoot for cruise lines, you know, mm. right out of college because, you know, they're a nine-month contract, and, of course, you don't pay rent. So <laughs> it's, yeah. like, great, yeah. you know, save all the money and stuff. And, but that's a long contract. And um, and so to have gotten something like this, like, before I had even graduated college was super, super wild, um, but really fun. I don't know. I'm excited. Stability is always Yeah, fun. I mean, that's that's what happened to me yeah. right out of college with the Commonwealth, specifically uh, yeah. with yeah. the apprenticeship myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you were just saying, yeah, it's been three months in the upper Midwest or whatever. It's like, but now you're going to be here a whole year. So it'd be... <laughs> no, we have really a recap. <laughs> but any, you know, no matter where it would be, it would be interesting to yeah. uh, yeah. do a, a sort of a look back mm-hmm. with you so, and all of the other apprentices, honestly. Yeah. You hinted at this, but just for our <laughs> listeners, you are not, you haven't graduated yet. No, I have not. You're still I, in school. I am a youngin, and it's funny because it's like, it's rem- <laughs> I, just see, I see the question in like the company member's eyes, and the kids will be like, oh, where'd you graduate from? I'm like, well, I graduate in May. Um, and it's just like the realization, like, oh, you child. <laughs> uh, we'll have to have a graduation party for you or something fun. Oh, okay. I mean, I will say no. <laughs> um, yeah, but I graduate in May with a degree in theater performance, so... That's, like that's crazy. Good old degree. Yeah. <laughs> Getting work before you even graduate. That's, I know. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I know. That's good. That's smart. And Line it up. It came in a great, a great time because it was kind of like um, my the way my schooling worked out where I only had one in-person class and then just had my undergraduate thesis for my honors program to finish. Like It, it was kind of like a universe thing. Wow. You know, it really just lined up. And plus, I, I applied for the apprenticeship. Way back in February of 2021, and then uh, Rachel, oh <laughs> so sweet Rachel, oh, calls me in November. I'm like, who? <laughs> 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 what is this? <laughs> so that was pretty wild. <laughs> you just never know. No, it's true. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is how you? Well, I, I get to follow up. Mm-hmm. How did you find out about this apprenticeship then? Like, did you oh just wow. So Google I hit. It, or, <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I kind of hit my junior year of college and I had this, you know, life crisis and I was like, oh God, what am I, what am I doing with my life? And I also, because COVID hit in the Mm. middle of my sophomore year, it made it, it pretty much took my entire sophomore summer off the market for summer stock theater jobs Mm -hmm. and to get new resume patterns or anything like that. So from a business standpoint in my brain, I was like, yeah, I need one. I need a job right now. And, um... (laughs) And so last spring, I submitted like 70-something companies, like as many as I could find pretty much. Like if I qualified even a little bit, I was slipping that resume in real and <laughs> in, in the door. Hey, that's pretty um, good. And, and so I was like really just kind of shelling it out. And I was also trying to like build like my own like little spreadsheet of companies to like know on my list. Like even mm-hmm. if I don't know them, like if I can't go with them now, like they're a good one to have for like later. Totally. Um, and I remember I happened upon Common Wheel. Um, 
Because with a Commonwealth Shakespeare Company and Common Commonweal, yes, and <laughs> people get that confused a lot. I do know. Yes. Um, um, but I came across Commonweal just on this random list that I googled, and I clicked on it. And I thought the apprenticeship was a really cool thing, and the, the um, job stability really appealed to me. Something that also really appealed to me was how reading on the um, company bio, my biography page, um, and just like reading everyone's like little splurges, how many people had done the apprenticeship and then returned later. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really good sign to me. It's like, it speaks to the company that it's very welcoming and open and family oriented for people to come have like a little time here, leave and then want to come back. Like that's mm. a really good sign. Mm. Um, and so I remember that appealed to me like right off the bat. Um, but at the time it did say um, that because we were still in COVID that it, they weren't doing 2021 apprentices um, or we weren't doing 2021 apprentices, but that you could go ahead and apply for 2022. And so I was like, Meh, why not? <laughs> and so I did. And then in November, I get a call, hey, this is Rachel from the company. <laughs> and I remember I was driving to school and I was like, can I call you back? <laughs> I did not know what was happening. Right. It was so random. And then it all fell into place. And so here I am. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> the the apprentice connection, Tim. You're, we should get the stats on this. You're an apprentice. Mm -hmm. yep. Rachel's an, uh, a mm -hmm. former apprentice. Jody. Yeah. I wonder how many people. Uh, if there's anyone. Brandon. Else. Brandon, who who's coming to work this year, is going to be in the Mystery of Edwin Drood. Was an apprentice. Uh -huh. Elizabeth. Well. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Think. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 95%. We need, say, I again, we that. need a fact, fact checker. Check. Yeah. <laughs> Where's our producer? But no, I'm, I'm pretty sure Elizabeth has. Um, that's, that's a good like portion of the company. That's almost yeah. like a third of Megan, the company. Megan Pence was an apprentice, and she's coming back to direct. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, the tricky thing of, you know, a lot of people are looking, well, as, a, as an actor, mm -hmm. this is something that I am sort of in the midst of, of do you follow the work? Do you uh, put yourself in a hub? Or mm -hmm. can you get in with a resident ensemble, which, you know, there are not many yeah. exist. Mm -hmm. um, and to ask people to make that commitment is a big, big decision, yeah. you know, post-apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, because, and we also know at the Commonweal that we can't only have resident ensemble members yeah, like that's impossibility yeah. you, you gotta have fresh blood every now and then yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> whether they've been here or not before but that flexibility of like oh could you just come in for this one show mm -hmm. that's you know that happens too it's not that you know you just become a lifer or whatever yeah. depending on how that fits your your needs or what what your situation is so yeah and then to mix it in with new people is i mean that's just great mm -hmm. that's yeah. really exciting Mm -hmm. It is. Oh, well, you definitely, coming off of the pandemic years, you definitely are like, oh, yeah, it's just so exciting to have uh, apprentices, to have mm -hmm. seasonals, to have people come in and be like, oh, yeah, that fresh blood, <laughs> that, like, hey, a new person. That, uh, I Here's a buffer so I don't kill this person. Yeah. Right <laughs> I would never say that, but yeah. <laughs> I'll say it for you. So uh, the, the unique thing, uh, uh, many people may know this, and I'm interested to sort of hear your your thoughts about the the sort of non-profit arts management sort of mm -hmm. side of the apprenticeship which mm -hmm. is very unique mm -hmm. to a standard internship apprenticeship mm -hmm. because so so you're here as an actor primarily that's how a lot yeah. of us are or whatever the artistic yeah. 
element of the, I'm an actor, of the job. It's yeah. my identity. Actor, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so you're you're going to be in a few shows this this 2022 season, and yes. presumably act in the Apprentice show, yes. which will be the culmination. Mm-hmm. But then. Uh, Spending three months, or give or take, on each of the little different teams mm-hmm. is also a big part of the apprenticeship. Yeah. And I wonder, like, how much you are were aware of that element, that piece, and mm-hmm. whether that excites you or freaks you out, or some combination of in between of like learning about mm-hmm. how to run a company like this. Yeah, so it's really like it's an exciting question because it is a big appeal to me, and I'll tell you why. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, drum roll, please. Um, so in my first interview with uh, with uh, Hal and Adrian, um, where I kind of did my like initial audition for them, um, which I love telling that story because they have such a dynamic, and it was still so funny, and just like it's Adrian flitting around, Hal being so just like, this is the common wheel. And this is on Zoom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Adrian couldn't get the for her Zoom to work. So she like marches herself into Hal's like room that she was in and then she's just fling around him and I'm like, wow, they must have worked together for a really long time. And then she's like leans over to her and is suddenly like, Oh, we're married by the way. And I was like <laughs> I just lost my mind. I thought it was so funny. Um and really hooked. Um but something like when they were kind of like pitching what the um the apprenticeship was and they said it was an artist administrator model um it was she was explaining it and she said it's something that actors don't really think about of how you're probably gonna need gonna need a supplemental income for Mm -hmm. most of your jobs and that is something that i was kind of aware of especially because well i do musicals my drive has always been i'm an actor first like Mm -hmm. i stories are where I lie if I'm not an actor I think I like I read and I write I'm a playwright as well like that that's where my niche is so (laughs) the money is not does not follow that brand (laughs) (laughs) right Um, (laughs) um, and so I kind of already had this little nugget in the back of my brain because I like to describe myself as like a half artist half intellectual so the intellectual business side of my brain knew that that was something I was going to have to come to terms with. Um, and so whenever I was doing my research on this company, and it was obvious that not only does this resident ensemble run the company, but they act in it. That was super appealing to me because you'd have all your needs taken care of right there. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the beautiful things about theater is the community that you naturally build. And it's like, well, you do have, you know, your sibling co-workers who you do want to kill every Thursday. Um, like, that's <laughs> great. Like, that, that works. But it's like, what a beautiful thing also to be able to have that option. And mm-hmm. and I also love the parts of, the, of this industry where you get to travel because I love traveling. I love mm-hmm. hiking and, like, going and exploring. Like, that's really great, especially since I'm so young. Um, what better time to do stuff like that? But eventually I think it's human nature to kind of settle down and like make connections with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the beautiful thing about resonant ensemble. But to me, a huge appeal of the, this apprenticeship was that I would get to learn those aspects of it, that I would get to learn, you know, some marketing, some production and these, these facets that, um, a performance degree doesn't really teach me, you know, <laughs> you know, so, um, I'm, I'm getting that life experience and then those are skills that can be taken anywhere. So if I decide one day, like I'm going to completely transition out of this industry or something like that, like that's a skill that's invaluable. You know, I can always take, you know, marketing experience or mm-hmm. business experience somewhere else. Um, so just in general, like this is just teaching really great skills. Um, yeah. and I think that was one of the more appealing things to me. So that so it was at the forefront then. Yeah. I think some like for me it was like oh cool I get to be in this awesome mm-hmm. or a couple awesome plays, mm-hmm. 
and do this stuff on the side, yeah. which I was like happy to do mm-hmm. because I was on stage for yeah. a, long, a large right. portion of the year. And then, yes, I'm obviously back 10 years later, but I was <laughs> using those things mm-hmm. in, you just never know. And you will, there is no one in the world who is just an actor. Yeah. Like no one, even, even you the, a, <laughs> yeah, the A-listers, they're, they produce, they've got yeah. people yeah. managing, they get, they get bored eventually. Exactly. Yeah. So like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now the ins and outs and the nitty gritty of rural nonprofit arts management, which is like <laughs> what—that's th- yeah, what we're drawbacks. specifically <laughs> dealing with. But yeah, the transference is just like mm-hmm. there's nothing like it. I don't think. Yeah, well, because initially I was only um, I was only contracted to do I ought to be in pictures, so my run was going to be done by July, and then I had you know another eight months on top of that where I was not going to be performing. Oh. Um, and so I was just added to leading ladies. And Alice in Winter Wonderland oh, for wow. Christmas um, this past week. So now I obviously have a very full year, very it's busy schedule ahead very of me. Full. <laughs> it's a very full schedule, um, and you know it's kind of a little niche because I recognize that um, the the industry is saturated with females. So I also recognize that. As an average-looking five, six brown-haired, brown-eyed woman, <laughs> I am less likely to be contacted all the time. <laughs> and so, I don't know. So it was kind of nice knowing that I would be getting skills, and I didn't really feel like I was lacking. Not like at the time when I accepted the contract, like knowing that I wouldn't be performing for probably eight months of this contract. Yeah. It was. I did a lot of like balancing. I was like, but what am I learning? And sure. it's like, at the end of the day, if I, <laughs> I literally told my professor, who's a dear friend of mine, Pia, um, I said, if I hate it, it's just a year of my life. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's like, a long time. I'll be but... 22 when I leave. That's okay. Right. <laughs> that is totally that. true. Yeah. Totally true. And, and you've also learned, like, one of the best lessons to learn, which is that, like, being available is huge. Because, yeah. like... You were, you came in and you're available and all of a sudden you have two more parts than yeah you know, <laughs> parts that you didn't think you were gonna exactly. have like I just think it's because y'all liked me but <laughs> y'all just don't confirm or deny <laughs> no 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 we like you it's that too I just if mean, we though. didn't I don't know <laughs> not that Josiah and I are, are making casting yeah, calls <laughs> not in my job description <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there is something to just said for being around yeah and like being present and yeah. being and then, oh hey we like you. Yeah. Come come do some more parts. Come do some more, some more Might shows. Might as well. Yeah. And that was an end of, like, we talked about, um, I was super into the idea of just understudying all year. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I, like, was, oh. like, just to, like, you know, hone the skills as an actor, because obviously I'd be busy, be busy doing other things, but I was, like, just to understudy because of COVID, you know, it's always useful mm-hmm. to have someone just at any moment to know it's be ready to go in. Right. No matter what. And so that was kind of like, I just wanted to be useful. It was yeah. more of that mindset. Like, I just wanted to be like, okay, if I'm here while I'm working on marketing over here at this time, like, I can be useful in other ways that you need me. And because that's always super important. And I get bored very easily. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we'll, you'll be busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> if, well, if you want to be, you will be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, why don't, should we talk yeah, we a little bit more about a, pictures? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We had such a good conversation and we haven't even touched on the <laughs> show that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. So, um, well, do you have a pressing question? I'm trying to think. Yeah, about I, got a, I got a good <laughs> question. Go <ahead. laughs> so, uh, this is sort of about pictures and okay. sort of about your life. Because you're playing Libby and, yes. and she literally drops everything she's doing and travels across the country mm-hmm. to go find uh, her dad. And like that kind of mirrors mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, this is sort of your your career path. Right. But like 
Yeah, talk about some of the ways that you connect with her and that, and like. Yeah. Um, so I remember our interview, we kind of talked about this, um, the interview we did for the photo shoot. That's um, right. <laughs> uh, that, not only do I relate to her, like, in this, like, huge emotional um, coming-of-age shift, mm-hmm. um, which, personally, I have a philosophy, you're always doing that, you just don't really ne- necessarily realize it, it's not always <laughs> as obvious as you think it is, um, but definitely relate to her in that, and, you know, it has, it has proven to be, has some challenges, because I'm about three rehearsals in. And um, we're rehearsal days in, and I have, like, hit some roadblocks with her because um, there's a lot of life differences between the two of us. Like, I am very blessed. I have parents who have been together for over 30 years. They literally got married at 20 20 and 21, um, and they're, like, pretty much like the first real relationship they ever had. And they just kind of, like, you know, hit the jackpot. Um, (laughs) And so here I am, and I have very loving parents. You know, my my daddy cried as I left last week, you know, and that was just like, no. Walk away fast. Walk away fast. Yeah. Um, so, like, I have like this great family, and like, and not that my family doesn't have its strained portions at some point, like as every family does. But it's like I don't have necessarily the easiest touchstone for Libby, who has split up parents. You know, obviously some negative feelings towards her father, who she's traveling across the country to go meet, and like you know, and that she's really never seen since she was three years old. So she doesn't know who this man is. So that's like a huge kind of roadblock because I'm having to um, use all my actor training to pull out <laughs> anything I can to put on this. And then also, you know, um, I want to do well because I know that this story is very close to Adrian's heart, mm-hmm. and I want to do well. Um, and also because I know that this was the show that got really shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so there's a huge obligation to do well for the people who aren't getting to do it now. And then for the show that it could be and that it was. Um, so there's some certain roadblocks with that. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm really enjoying getting to play someone who's around my own age. Because that because I, have a, I know I have a sense of maturity about me. I've always kind of played more mature roles. Mm. I've never been asked to play someone younger than me. Um, so mm. now being a 22 year old, and Libby is younger than you, right? She's 19. There yeah, you go. it's only a few years, and you wouldn't think that's a huge age gap, but it is. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot, a lot can happen in, in those, those three years. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about when I was 19. I was like, what a what a dummy. Who was she? <laughs> what a dummy. That was yeah. I mean, my experience in college, like it was a little, it was a small department, so mm-hmm. I. Josiah and I, we were on stage a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and men. We went to school together. <laughs> and Rachel. Uh, yes. um, yeah. And uh, rarely did I ever play someone my own age. Yeah. And it was until I came here and I was in uh, John Gabriel Borkman mm-hmm. and when, during the Ibsen, Ibsen years, yeah. the Jeffrey Hatcher adaptation of Ibsen years, where I was playing a kid my age, you know, he or yeah. like even maybe a little bit younger and I didn't know how to do it's it. It's weird. Like I <laughs> It's a lot of weird reflection on yourself. You're like, I'm really uncomfortable right just, now. <laughs> just, just be yourself. And I was like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> Who is that? I'm still like uh that was like a weird thing to sort through. Yeah. It still is. I mean I, I don't think that'll ever change. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. yeah, the whole be yourself on stage kind of a thing is I mean, some people put it, split it into two, where you're either like a character actor or you're yeah. your personality actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how true that is. I think it, everything gets mixed. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of just like what parts of Libby are you and what parts aren't, and yes. like how do I change those things? And I mean, the nice thing is like always just walking on stage, you're always a different person. You're always yeah. like, you know, you are you both yourself and someone else. Mm-hmm. But it is weird. It's so, so, I mean, I would say 
I'm still sorting through stuff oh, like yeah. that constantly. Oh, <laughs> Again, always coming of age. Always. Yeah. Right. Of age. That's so. I'm gonna. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good, good little. Good little piece of wisdom. And it's a good way to continue growing. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what fact of life you're at. Um, yeah, and you know, as an actor, it's also super easy to get down on yourself whenever you're not feeling necessarily 100% comforter, like com- comforter, <laughs> comfortable. Um, and so you have to have this kind of reassurance that, like, <laughs> they didn't give me this degree for nothing. Yes. <laughs> they didn't yeah, give right. me this job for nothing. Um, and so, and just kind of, it's really like trust the process. And I, I watched a, um, a documentary of Meryl Streep. Oh. The goddess, um, <laughs> who, when she yeah. oh, when she played Mother Courage, like when she was in in that and that, and she there's lots of behind the scenes footage of kind of her rehearsal process, and she was kind of like narrating it almost, and she was like, the process is so it's so dirty, it's so messy, it's like it's something no actor wants you to see. She's like even like your fellow actors in the room, you don't want them to see it because you're sorting through every through <laughs> everything. And it's, 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 a, it's an intimate process, like, like to, for me to come in and immediately be paired with Jeremy and Betty, who have been here for a really long time, and obviously Adrian, um, <laughs> and, you know, and for me to be the new person, and then the fresh blood, the fresh meat, the new talent that no one knows anything about, you know, Jeremy read with me in my callback, but it was just two little base scenes, like, he doesn't yeah. know how I work, Adrian doesn't know how I work, and I barely know how I work, are we kidding me? <laughs> right. um, yeah. and, um, and so... <laughs> Like I'm being like being that it's 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 an interesting sort of um, position to be in because I'm having to um, really have a lot of like self reflection and a lot of trust in in the process and like I'm not a messy person but I'm having to be really messy and imperfect in this um, mm. but at the same time like that's a really beautiful part of art is that it to me art is all about intimacy with other people and so. I'm going to establish those relationships as well as build a story that is going to touch people's hearts, and that is really exciting for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This feels that like such a great <laughs> project to like. Yeah. Do and explore all that stuff with. Yeah. You know, I mean. And also, I think Adrian's. She's a director that I trust, mm-hmm. but she does have kind of a messy process. If it's not, you know, mm-hmm. she'll, you'll do something for a while, and then eventually it'll be mm-hmm. like, I don't think that works. And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, like right. I've been doing that for a week and a half, and all of a sudden it's shifting. It's completely different, you know? yeah. But I, I, mm-hmm. it's one of those, yeah, like two steps forward, one mm-hmm. step back, but like art isn't always a linear yeah. process. It's, it's like a painting a picture kind right. of. And so mm-hmm. if you don't see that brush stroke, it didn't yeah. mean it isn't, supporting the final product, the yeah. final thing. You have to paint over it later. Like, it, yeah. that foundation was really necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. This could be a big question, but could is there a way, do you, would you be able to sort of distill a little bit about, like, what your training and backgrounds is in acting or like what are, what are like <laughs> yeah. big, big, like, takeaways? I mean, I'm sort of thinking about things like, this is a generalization of, like, was it really outside in or mm. inside out? Or I think it's on a spectrum personally. Yeah. You know, like what, what yeah. are big tenets of your training? Or uh, you might be too, it might be too close too. So we, you know, yeah. like classes that through. you remember that they talked about something that you hooked into. Yeah, that's a good question. So I've never really been one to, I kind of goes back to what you said, Josiah. Like I think they all kind of intermingle. Yeah. I think to like to kind of put it in one box is like really complicated. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, because well, there's so many layers. So it's like I always think of. Um, so I have painted my whole life, and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice that you use that analogy because um, 
that was the first form of art that I did. And so there's all these layers that go into painting a picture, any form of art that you do. And I kind of think of emotions and emotional portrayal in the same manner. Like it's really difficult to explain an emotion in one word because an emotion is four dimensional, but you're trying to explain it in a two dimensional way. And so it's, it's to me like to explain like a process, like that is the same manner. It's like, how do I describe this thing that is part of my soul? You know, it's part of my soul. So how do I put that into words? So I don't know. Um, but (laughs) <laughs> I feel very Meryl Streep right now. That's my process. Um. No, and, and I mean, I'm always like, I think that, again that like, uh, the, it's like the coming of age thing. It's like yeah. that's mm-hmm. I it's think is like okay, what am I? You know, because there are things that I can just let go of from my own training yeah. and know that trust that it's there. Mm-hmm. But there's other stuff that I might have to muscle, even yeah. though like or play with. Oh, I'm gonna. I don't know, maybe for this process, which also might... Mm. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I'm thinking about, well, what's my process going to be? Mm-hmm. Or can I will it? Can mm-hmm. I sort of force it for leading ladies, which starts rehearsal in like three weeks already? It's like, oh my goodness. God. Don't talk about or, it. <laughs> and it's, it's a character that is a little bit close to home, mm-hmm. which in some ways those are even a little trickier. Yeah. The stuff that I'm a little bit more freaked out about is actually much more rewarding. I don't know. You, I ask these questions and it's starting to like, the gears like, are turning. Of like, <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of like, what do I do? And then it's like, oh, I'm just, maybe if I just am in the room with you yeah. <laughs> or like, I'm going to look you in the eyes well, and, yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. No, well, yeah, because my, like, okay, so like a, a perspective point of view is like my process with Jeremy as like creating this relationship with my father is way different than my process is with Betty. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like the, those connections are completely different and the process shifts character to character. Mm-hmm. It's just genre to genre, you know, um, like I'm not going to prep a character the same way for a musical that I'm going to prep for a straight play and definitely not for a comedy versus a tragedy, yeah. you know, like there's all these things and, uh, I am a huge Shakespeare buff. So obviously that is its Ooh. own monster. Um, I love Shakespeare. I will nerd out. We can do a whole podcast on that. Oh, the two of you could actually. Yeah. Let's do it, Tim. Um, you know, so like that's really weird. I know that I took a lot out of a movement class whenever I was in college. Um, I'm not still in college, but um, <laughs> uh, like, you know, working kind of from an outside in perspective. But I know that stuck out to me because that's never how I've worked before. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is, I, I think I'm, I think that's coming to mind now because I know Adrienne is super movement heavy. She <laughs> likes a lot of movement and that's something that we're kind of like working on together right now for Libby. Um what and was the, the class? It was you, just called Movement for the Actor. Oh, yeah. Anything, like any of the methodology that they uh, sort of talked about? I'm not about? good with terminology. That's fine. That's okay. Um, that's um, okay. But yeah. I, it was a lot of, like, we did some mask work. So, oh, okay. like, we put some yeah. masks on, you know, where it's like you're not acting with your face, you're acting with your body. Yeah. Tell the story without words or face, just mm-hmm. your body. Um, so, stuff like that. And then we had, we would do scenes and lots of, like, scene work where, like, we might create something on the fly. But it, the whole point of it was each character should look different walk different, feel different, mm-hmm. um, and, like, how to do that and how to break that around. So a lot of walking around the stage, which I am, <laughs> I am not a fluffy actor in that way, and I don't mean that in case anybody no, is, but I don't mean that negatively, but I'm not a walk around the space, feel your twister, I don't know. Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I barely do a warm-up, because I'm a very cerebral person, so I, I think a lot. When my brain's warmed up, I'm ready to go, um, 
But, you know, obviously that has its lacking in moments where my director is a huge movement person and my body is just like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what do you want? Right. Um, so, I don't know. It kind of shifts. I would definitely say I am very much a... If I had to pinpoint one single thing process-wise, I think I'm more method. Like, it's... I prefer to be, make sure that I'm emotionally into what I'm feeling. Hmm. Um, and for, for me to feel like I'm giving a genuine performance, I have to be feeling that actively in my body. Um... And I do that through, through different ways. But a lot of it, honestly, God, it makes me think of like when I was playing Barbies and I was like, you know, eight years old. Yeah. And you, you just, you tell a story and then eventually kind of get lost to the world around you. And it's like not even a cognitive, okay, now I'm on. It's just, I'm saying the words and this is happening. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a very Ian McKellen actor question, you know, but like, and I walk on screen and now I'm Gandalf and that's it. Yeah, but, but, but <laughs> so like the years and parts and experience that are, that are coming from that is right. like something I don't think you can, it'd be easy to dismiss mm-hmm. because there are a lot of sort of actors I admire who'd be just like, you know, it's just saying the words and I'm like, well, yeah, what does that mean? But, but yeah, what, one, what does that mean? But also you've been just doing that, mm-hmm. in quotes, for decades. Yeah. Right. And so you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. But now, like, th- there's, a, there's a level of what, I'm th- what I think, and I don't, I don't want to presume this on anyone else, of control that I like or mm-hmm. um, understanding of yeah. why something might be working mm-hmm. or not or that there is technique, that there's, mm-hmm. there's craft work involved that I can do to help zhuzh something in one direction or the other. But also having the ability to sort of be like, I don't have control over this. Mm -hmm. Because there are other people in the room where like, you know, one night is going to be different from the other night. It's it's that kind of, I mean, it's a very zen, Mm -hmm. meditative kind of experience for me sometimes. But that awareness is fun for me too because that Mm -hmm. starts to get intellectual in a way that I think is helpful. Yeah. Of knowing... Or being able to kind of diagnose some things mm-hmm. or trying stuff out. Yeah, the intellectual side of things, because I'm a very heady actor. I think mm-hmm. you are too. I, I totally think. am. We all get along so well. And it, sometimes it's like such a huge asset. And sometimes, yeah. like you're just saying, it, it, gets, gets, in, it gets in my way. And I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking so much about this thing. And it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be thought about. It needs to yeah. just be done. Yeah. It needs to be felt. It needs to be, you know, moved. Pushed, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and yeah. for for the listeners at home, who are like, we're getting, <laughs> but but I, I alluded to the sort of outside in, inside out thing, and a way to maybe sort of think about this is that there is a mode of if I do a gesture with a certain tempo or rate, mm-hmm. or if I turn you know contort my body into a position, it will start to affect me emotionally. Yeah. If I start to smile a lot, mm-hmm. or even trick myself into laughing without yeah. actually feeling that beforehand. I might actually become it's, delighted. Like yeah. there's that, that's the sort of outside in, a very crass short way of putting it. So mm-hmm. there's these different modes of thought of like, or uh, techniques, methods of acting of like, I'm only going to do something before I, f- if I feel it versus I'm just going to do something mm-hmm. and then I will feel it as a result. Mm-hmm. And to me, my working sort of hypothesis is that it's a scale, it's a spectrum. And yeah. then one scene might require me to maybe muscle through something mm-hmm. and then over time it becomes yeah. easier and then I'm actually more relaxed or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's I find it totally fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it's that invisible work yeah. that you had mentioned earlier with Meryl Streep of like, 
not everyone wants to see that. And yeah. I kind of do. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. a lot yeah. of audiences like, well, I don't care. But um, <laughs> I think it's fascinating. So yeah. I'm happy to chat. Yeah. Shop like that. One thing I <laughs> love to do in rehearsals is doing like, <laughs> this is a weird thing of mine, but to do like one scene over and over and over again. But it depends on the scene. Sometimes they're really right. monotonous and stupid and I hate them. <laughs> and I'm like, why are we doing this so much? But then also like, especially like a really emotional scene, like like massaging that muscle like and just doing it over and over again and like while you may be emotionally spent by the end of the day like something about that is just I don't know it's momentous and it's you you reach the end of that day and you know your character you know you, mm. you know who they mm -hmm. are you know what this is gonna feel like and honestly like you may never reach that emotional pinnacle again ever but yeah, but you're mm. mapping it out. Yeah. You're mapping it out, and you're like, okay, I feel like I we fleshed something out. We found yeah. a new way to get somewhere. Discovered something. And it still exists. Yeah. Everything makes it on stage. Yeah. I feel like even if mm. you don't reach that emotional pinnacle. Right. Everything that the fact that you did that before that comes on stage. Yeah. Everything comes on stage with you. I'm such yeah. a believer of that. Like you oh, can I try agree. it mm -hmm. one way, and you don't end up doing it that mm -hmm. way. But that still that still it brings still it. comes yeah. with you, and because like it may not feel as fresh, but it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I don't know. Oh, you're making me excited to yeah. get back in the room oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, Leading Ladies will be fun. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> the three of us. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm That'll on roller fun. skates. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Good luck. Oh, God. Have you roller skated before? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> was that one of those you always say yes you can do it and then you go oh, yeah. and do it later? oh yeah like I remember we had a skating rink like near home and we would go and it's like one of those things you kind of warm up so you like kind of baby lamb it for a while yeah. and then you get the yeah. groove and then you fall at the end and then you leave <laughs> you know, that's how it works so I've requested to get them as soon as possible <laughs> yeah that's that's good. Yeah, I was like, I want, I want the heels and the or whatever those shoes are, <laughs> and a rehearsal skirt. Like, I, I, I at least need that. And listeners at home, you'll find out what that means if you come see leading, leading ladies. That's right. It's yeah. a good tag for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're kind of getting to the end of our podcast. We've yeah. been chatting, and it's been great. And I would keep doing this, but we should probably yeah, yeah. two part series. Yeah. yeah, bring it down a little bit. We do like to end our podcasts with a question of okay. like is there anything that you've been like art that you've been consuming like a book you've been reading or recommendation mm -hmm. you gave a great podcast recommendation at the yeah. beginning so if you had another podcast that's mm -hmm. that fits in uh, music you've been listening mm -hmm. to any of that stuff um, and Tim and I we can check in if there's anything new that you I wrote doing. a list today oh I was God. making I mean nice. it's not long but I was like what am I gonna mention if mm. we do this so I've got I'm ready um, Okay. I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll say, Rachel and I just watched last night Licorice Pizza by oh, Paul yeah, Thomas yeah, yeah. Anderson, the director. It has one of the uh, band members of Haim in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the whole family is like in it. It's, oh, it's okay. crazy. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Um, it was interesting. It was a fascinating little... Uh, Indie film. Yeah, movie. I mean, he's. I, I trust him as a director and I like watching it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's weird. It's sort of uh, like almost episodic. There's little yeah. like nuggets of things that happen. There's a ton of cameos, a mm -hmm. ton of mm. cameos of like famous <laughs> people. Um, but it was fascinating. It was. It's one of those movies that I I enjoyed. It's it's like a will they won't they mm -hmm. is the sort of the central mm -hmm. plot. But it's not a like driving uh, 
force of a movie. Mm-hmm. The plot isn't driving it at all. It's almost like you're kind of walking through these little moments in their lives, mm-hmm. and then at the end, the will they, won't they is answered. Yeah. Um, so it's just, kind of... Just kind of, vibes. Is yeah. That what saying? He's like, yeah. It's, licorice I get pizza. That. Like, it yeah. sounds like a vibe. Well, I heard, like, uh, is it Luca, the Pixar film? Oh, that um, one, yeah. It has a sort of vibe. Like, we're kind of just hanging out. Yeah. It's the yeah. kind of, like, a chillin' yeah. sort of movie. Very, which very is, like, much. So that's, that's my offering for this... I would okay. be curious if you watched it to hear your opinions on it because I'm I'm still not sure I'm still digesting I'm okay. not sure quite where I'm where I am at. And what you watch it on? Uh, we watched it. Uh, I think YouTube is. Okay. It, uh, you have to pay for it, but uh, yeah, it's one of those. Classist. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure after the Oscars, it was, it was an Oscar nominee, so I'm oh, sure okay. it will come out after yeah. that on a streaming service. Yeah, yeah. it'll be there. But yeah. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'll turn it over. Uh, Tim or Tim, go for your list. Okay, uh, I will try but, to be succinct yeah, here. Brief. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's there's four things. Okay, so okay. <laughs> I'm still reading that Charlie Kaufman yeah. book. Mm-hmm. It is so funny. It's called Ant Kind. I'm reading with some other people, like stranger. They're they're Twitter Instagram friends whom mm-hmm. I have never met, and mm-hmm. we're like just have a little chat going. It's like a month long book club. Well, so I may have misspoke. It's a little bit about what the premise is, but it's this very neurotic uh, film critic mm-hmm. who uh, gets in touch with a an, an old man who who made a three month long movie. The, that's how long it is. It <laughs> oh took him ninety years to make this this man, and there's like bathroom breaks scheduled in, and. Uh, the, the main character narrator, he's watched 17 days worth, and then the, um, the filmmaker dies. He's taking the movie, and it's like accoutrement, like these like props and things, a lot of it's puppetry and everything. It's, it's totally bonkers. And the film <laughs> uh, catches on fire in the back of a truck, and so he is trying to like piece together, because he, he thinks he came across a monumental piece of work mm-hmm. that he is has been the only audience member of. And it's bananas. I'm only like 120 <laughs> pages in out of 700, and it's so funny. This sounds like you're going to finish it, and I'm going to go for the Timmy Tim Tim Reader's Digest version of it, and that'll be good enough. <laughs> and that's good enough for you. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a special yeah. podcast so for this fun. book alone. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> Uh, I have recently uh, started replaying, so I'm not a big video gamer, but I I do have a Nintendo Switch, and I'm like in a deep dive of playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Very beautiful game. It is so much fun. I killed two divine beasts on Monday. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) They're like they're major, major monster dungeons, and I couldn't believe I did two in one day. It was like, but I did very little else, and it was wonderful. And then, okay, the final thing I'll say is I watched the new West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. It's so good. I don't know why. I mean, I'm a little... Movie musical adaptations are just very hit and miss, especially yeah. new ones. Yeah. But this... Uh, so there was, a, there was a shot that has been floating around Twitter of... It's the intro to the dance mm-hmm. at the gymnasium. And yeah. it's a single take and, like... The camera work yes. is beyond, and it just took someone to be like, "Look at this camera work and how much character you're getting," because mm-hmm. it's all there's no dialogue, it's all movement. Mm-hmm. The light, I mean, I'm just getting chills and goosebumps thinking about it. Like mm-hmm. that single scene alone is like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna check this out." 
And then the whole the whole first hour, I was just beaming. Like the yeah. the intro to that movie hmm. is stellar, and it is it manages to be really dangerous mm-hmm. and kind of gritty, uh, in a way that is true to the story. And yeah. the con- like, if you think about it, it's like it's gang violence and yeah, warfare, sure, yeah. and like. But you know, it's it can be kind of easy to toss it off because you just yeah, think of like tonight, tonight, and you know all the dancing and the color, you know, like, and even with Romeo and Juliet, there's something. Yeah. I go to like a, a wholesome, like, ooh, this is like mm-hmm. cute, <laughs> kind of fit mode, and then you're like, oh, there's some, there's something like really raw right. going on here, yeah. and yet it still manages to have that full musical American musical yeah. feeling with the color and the light and I don't know it is like so I highly highly recommend it you can watch it if you have Disney plus or HBO Max mm-hmm. uh, you can watch both uh, on there it's like yeah. it's super good I agree it's very much worth the watch one thing I really enjoyed about West Side Story which I'll kind of spoil this because everyone knows about it but uh, the the Spanish in mm-hmm. the movie how they don't they do not subtitle the Spanish um, yes when, I just thought it was really beautiful the way they, they approached it because you don't need them. Like, you know what's happening, but it also, like, it's a, I don't know, it felt very respectful. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, he, you're not privileging. He, Spielberg is not, he's the director, yeah. is not privileging one language over the other mm-hmm. by giving you the translation yeah. of the Spanish. Yeah. Like, you knew what was going on. You did not need the details. It was, I don't know. It was very, I don't know. It, yeah. it felt very intimate because you were getting to like look at this sort of thing and like toot my own horn. I have a Spanish minor and don't ask me to speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, right. I will not do it. <laughs> um, but like I, so basically my level is I can understand pretty much what's going on and I can communicate enough. But I was like, I was really understanding everything that was going on. Oh. And, but like I wasn't, not word for word, but I was like patting myself on the back. But then like I was, <laughs> I had gone with my boyfriend at the time um, and I was like, you know what they're saying? He was like, no, but I get the get the point. Get the, and I was like, oh, fine, because <laughs> I wanted to be like, they're saying this, but I, you know, it was yeah. Fine. Um, I would definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I would like to uh, quickly mention that uh, it's it's all of the Bernstein music and mm-hmm. Sondheim lyrics, but it's it's a new arrangement. Yeah, and like the the book, the scene work I think has been updated by Tony Kushner, yes. if mm-hmm. I'm not oh, mistaken. Okay. So yes. there's some like interesting. Uh, New heightening details, of characters yeah. or like seeing mm-hmm. some things in new light mm-hmm. that are I think I, I I don't have like a big deep knowledge but some people that are like oh the book the scene the 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 play part of it mm-hmm. quote unquote has risen to meet the genius of the yes. rest of the work mm-hmm. which I is agree. really cool and um, they, um, I do still think Tony's a boring character and I was disappointed with that. Yeah, like those romantic leads, like yeah. they're only so he much. He sucks. Yeah, he's, he's, he's tough. It's like, oh, you're kind of but boring. But everyone else shines. Maria's awesome. Anita, oh. so great. She's oh, mate, steals the show. Oscar, honestly. Oscar nom, well deserved. Yeah. And the cool thing, I don't know that, like, I'm not a dance person. I totally admire it. I can move and dance a little bit, but like, so Jerome Robbins is like mm-hmm. the the deal when it comes to West Side Story. But there's a new guy from. Something Peck, I think, is his name. Uh, I don't know if this is part of the the original choreography, but the fun thing of like how people are kicking and sort of fighting at each yeah. other in the choreography, literal like, fight choreography, yeah, yeah, is happening. Like at the dance, the the sort of showdown, the mambo, like everyone's like kicking at each yeah. other in the lines. It's 
it's like so much storytelling is happening. It's an artistic film. It's definitely. You gotta watch it. Yeah. I, I want to watch it again. Sorry, this turned into a, a fangirl session. Yeah. Me yeah. <laughs> um, I'm done. Okay. Watch my side um, story. Only thing I can, I so I've been immersed in my in my thesis where I wrote a play. So that's been the art that I've been dealing <laughs> sure, with. Sure. <laughs> so I've been a little busy a with sense. that. So like my art consumption has been very limited hmm. um, as of late. But I have been needing some like a lot of lightheartedness. So I've definitely gotten into watching SNL because I never grew hey. up watching that a lot but they have all the seasons and every every episode ever on Hulu and so I've been watching that a lot so I that's just a good you know let me laugh at the past haha we think our political things are problems today but go watch it from 2014 <laughs> where are you yeah what era are you watching oh, God. okay so I started with like to me what is a prime prime cast and it had um I started whenever Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were doing the Weekend Update, which was fantastic. Mm, yeah. And then I moved into Seth Meyers and Amy as Weekend mm. Update. And that's kind of the best way to think to segment the sections. Sure. Um, but I started with, like, the, to me, the prime cast of you know, Bill Hader, Fred Armisen, Amy Poehler. Tina Fey was still there. Maya Rudolph comes on and on again. Okay. Um, like, yeah, those are some good years. Those yeah. are some really good years. I actually just finished a season where Bill Hader and Fred Armisen, they left. And so it's like it was a massive like turnover in the cast, and like not that it's not great, but definitely it was like um, maybe a little sad. I was like, ah, yeah. I was twelve when this came out, <laughs> but yeah. it makes me sad now. <laughs> there are some cast members where you're like, if they're in a scene, I'm gonna always love it. works. Like yeah. it just always works. Yeah. And there are some some people who you're just like, eh, you know, you're yeah. trying hard, but I, I just don't. You're not pulling your yeah. weight. For some reason, I love Keenan. Anytime oh, yeah. Keenan is in a scene, he he does very little character work. I feel <laughs> like he's hilarious. If he's in the scene, I'm on board. I'm oh, following yeah. along. I'm I'm appreciating. I think you just add a certain rock. level of yeah. sass reaction that I always yeah. look forward to because it's <laughs> it's always like something happens. He's like, "What the? <laughs> I can't cuss." <laughs> Sorry, family viewers. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, no, I agree. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I also love Andy Samberg and nothing. Oh, yeah. Kirsten Wick. It's uh, not well, phenomenal. She, Kate she McKinnon. tries a million. Oh, Kate McKinnon's good, too. Oh, right? hilarious. Yeah, anyway, um, right, we could talk about that. Oh, that's another podcast. Another podcast. We're going right, to have our own podcast. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> well, we should, we should cut this off because we're getting long. I don't know. You don't have rehearsal this morning, do you? Oh, no, I have class oh, at 11. It's not 11. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was very, very fun. Thanks again for listening. You can find up-to-date information about all of our shows and buy tickets on commonwealtheater.org. Once again, that's commonwealtheater.org. Performances for Neil Simon's I Ought to Be in Pictures begin on April 7. And since it's the first production in our 2022 lineup, you still have time to get a season pass. It's seriously the best deal. You can see all five shows for only $115. To get your season pass or tickets for any of our productions, visit us online or call the box office at 800-657-7025. Once again, I'm Tim Seiler. Have a great day, and we hope to see you soon at the Commonweal.